0: thank you to adrian anderson for his reading adrian and i serve together on the board of pax world funds whose 50th anniversary is this month and of whose story i am privileged to be a steward will you pray with me gracious god may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight O god our strength and our redeemer amen whatever you do in word or in deed do everything in the name of the lord jesus so writes the apostle paul to the christians gathered in Colossae. whatever you do do everything in the name of the lord jesus that's a big ask Paul is claiming that for the Christian discipleship is an all-in 100% adventure, an undertaking that claims all of who we are and how we are, all of what we do and how we do it. Well, there's a story from the fourth century in which some followers of Jesus took exception to this whatever and everything of this instruction with respect to their christian discipleship they were mostly in but not quite all the story features a germanic warrior people the franks now some franks converted early to christianity but it was said that when frankish warriors entered the rivers of baptism ready to confess christ as their lord and savior they held out from the water their weapon arm the arm with which they took life they held their weapon arm aloft out of the waters of baptism so that they would not have to give up their warring ways for the franks the prospect of putting down their sword and shield was too much more than they were willing to do even for jesus They were willing to follow Jesus just so far, but not all the way. For a lot of Christians today, one of the areas of our lives that we like to keep to ourselves and not turn over to Jesus are finances. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, he was an all-in sort of Christian. He was a whatever you do and everything you do, do it in the name of Jesus sort of Christian Wesley argued that earning money was fine even good and he he was quite the earner fine and good so long as you do so quote without hurting either yourself or your neighbor in soul or body 50 years ago this month two Methodist ministers found a way to do just that They invented a way to earn money on money, that is, they devised a way to invest without hurting their neighbor. This was in the mid 1960s, in the midst of the Vietnam War. Both Agent Orange, an herbicide and defoliant, and napalm, a jellied gas used as a flamethrower, were critical to the U.S. military's chemical warfare strategy during the Vietnam War. Together, however, the chemicals turned Vietnam into a living hell on earth, causing excruciating suffering for millions of Vietnamese, both civilians and soldiers, as well as many soldiers from the U.S., Australia, and New Zealand. Dow Chemical manufactured both chemicals for the US military and it was in many investment portfolios so ghastly were the effects of these chemicals on the human body that the Harvard Crimson the university's newspaper proclaimed Dow Chemical was guilty of war crimes and partner to genocide pained by the news Of how the u.s was conducting the vietnam war with its grim human rights abuses two methodist ministers luther tyson and jack corbett had become anti-war activists one day in 1967 tyson received a letter from a methodist laywoman asking is there a mutual fund which can manage my pension money without investing in war related industries well this seemed like the right question the answer there wasn't not yet tyson raised the idea of creating a vehicle for ethical investing with his colleague corbett together they went looking for a money manager to help them invest in an ethical way long story short They came into contact with a recent graduate of the Wharton School, Tony Brown. Intrigued by the challenge, Brown devised a model investment portfolio, a mutual fund, to test if the idea of socially responsible investing might work. The model portfolio excluded companies which manufactured Agent Orange, Napalm, and all other weapons. They named their mutual fund, PAX World, PAX, Latin for peace, world, to signify the length and breadth of their ethical responsibilities as Christians, God's whole world. The PAX World Fund was launched on Tuesday, August 10, 1971, with $101,000. Soon after the fund was launched, Tyson and Corbett realized that if they could screen out weapons manufacturers, they could also screen out other things they deemed inappropriate for church investments. So to the list of the kinds of firms not to invest in, they added tobacco companies and firms that had a record of pollution. As earnest Methodists, they added alcohol and gambling to the list of those products from which they refused to profit. Tyson and Corbett's goal in establishing the Pax World Fund was twofold. First, to enable and encourage individuals, churches and denominations to invest in accordance with their values. And second, to urge corporations to establish and adhere to minimal standards of social and environmental responsibility, an activist part of their work. To say that the financial world greeted the idea of ethical investing with skepticism is an understatement. When they introduced Pax world and argued their case, Tyson and Corbett took it on the chin. Derided by many. They were accused of relinquishing their fiduciary responsibility to protect shareholders' best interests. But the ministers answered to a higher power, and so too did their investors who opted into this new investment vehicle, welcoming the opportunity to bring their consciences and moral values and spiritual values to bear on their investing. 50 years later such investing has come a very long way while it still screens negatively it also employs inclusionary screens looking for companies with good corporate governance practices as well as good performance on a whole variety of environmental and social issues if the strategy was scoffed at in 1971 and it was just last month sustainable investment assets in the US reached 35 trillion dollars or 36 percent of all managed assets to the question posed by a Christian laywoman in 1967 can I invest in accordance with my Christian values end to the theological question posed by John Wesley, can I earn money without hurting my neighbor? Tyson, Corbett, and Brown found a way to say, yes. Yes, you can. Put differently, we don't have to be like the Franks, holding back a part of whatever we do from Jesus. We can be all in. On the 50th anniversary of this progenitor of ethical investing, I am profoundly grateful to Luther Tyson, Jack Corbett, and Tony Brown, all three of whom I knew, all today of blessed memory, for their vision and moral courage, for their refusal to profit from unconscionable human misery, and for proving that one can indeed bring one's humanity and one's spirituality as well as one's intellectual savvy to the art and science of investing. My friends, here is our North Star. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, including how you earn, save, manage, and spend your money, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.